0: It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 165, recorded on Monday, the 31st of May 2021, entitled, You Hoarded Stickers. I'm joined this week, as I always am, by my co-host Paul Lacey, but also by Michelle Frechette and Ramkus de Vries. We talk about the WordPress news for this week. We cover a little bit of ground this week. There's a few stories that we cover. For example, we talk about the fact that WordPress has turned 18 this week. That in itself is one story, but then there was another little story buried inside about the way that the co-founders of WordPress were actually presented toward the media. We also talk about the fact that you can now add duotone filters. That's been added into WordPress core. We talk about the fact that Word can WordCamp EU 2021 is just around the corner. WP Builds has been made a media partner for that. And luckily, we've got the co-founder, one of the co-founders of WordCamp Europe, Remcus on the show. So there's a lot to say about WordCamp Europe. We also talk with Michelle about the acquisition of GiveWP very recently. And finally, wrapping it up, we talk about Google's new Flock initiative, what we think about it, and what we think WordPress should do about it. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This Week in WordPress was brought to you by Termageddon. When you build contact forms for client websites, you may be forcing that client to comply with multiple privacy laws. Rather than avoiding discussing the importance of privacy policies with your clients, try out Termageddon the auto-updating privacy policy generator. The best part is that Termageddon gives web agencies a free set of their policies forever in the hope that you like their product and use their reseller or referral programs to help your clients get protected too. Your client gets protected, you make more recurring revenue. Go to termageddon.com and click the agency partners page to receive your free license today. And by AB Split Test Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that suddenly all went wrong. What a good start. (laughs) That was great. Hello, hello. Nice to have you with us once more. It's Monday. It's 2 p.m. UK time. It is this week in WordPress. I don't know if you just caught a glimpse, but there was just very briefly, there was Michelle Frechette, and uh, I'm really hoping that, oh, no, she's wishing to come back. Look, there's Michelle Oh, come on, Michelle. I hope it works. Um, but she's trying to join us today, but she has a very poor internet connection. I'm not entirely sure what's gone wrong, but um, hopefully she'll be joining us. But she has said it may come and go. At the moment, it's here. So um, I'd like to introduce you to Michelle Frischette. How are you doing, Michelle? You're all right? And I think she's frozen. Oh, dear. She's doing a Madonna. Yeah, she's she's able to drink coffee. I can see that much. But I tell you what, what I'll do is I I will hand over to Paul to do the introduction of Remkus, and then I'll do the introduction of Michelle properly in the vain hope that she'll be back by then. So I'll hand over to Paul to do
1: to do Remkus. All right, yeah, let's try that. Let's try that. Well, Remkus, nice to meet you. After a long time, I've uh, followed you online for a long time. And uh, so to introduce you to the guest today, probably everybody knows who you are, but you're a WordPress veteran and a performance officiado, a WordCamp organizer, in fact, the original uh, co-founder of WordCamp EU, in fact, an aspiring strongman, which I've checked out your... um, your Facebook videos, which are very interesting. And Nathan told me that he reckons he will beat you in an arm wrestle if you ever meet sometime, <laughs> so be careful. That's what it's he a told me. Discipline.
2: It's a different discipline. Could very well be.
1: Well, it's all in the technique, maybe. But you're also uh, Head of Partners and Custom Relationship at Serverbolt, which you should tell us about that in a minute. And you can find out more about Remkus at remkusdevries.fri. So that's R-E-M-K-U-S. D-E-V. dot nah. D-E-F. D-E-V R I E S dot F R I. Or it's L, L. F that's an L, isn't
2: it? There's a there's a much easier way. I am the only one in the world with this name, so you just Google Remkus and you cannot miss me.
0: There you go. Literally Remkus. It's it's, nobody-
2: it's 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 used as a as a surname in the UK, uh, sorry, in the United States. So you will see other occurrences, but Remkus de Vries, there's only one with that name in the entire, oh. Oh. The entire oh, world.
0: I thought you meant just Remkus. So I was thinking, "Whoa, that's awesome!" You're the only person with this name. That no, okay. Yeah. Um, well,
1: the thing is, as well, um, when I was researching more information about your bio, Remkus, it turns out that Remkus isn't your first name. That's just the easier one for people to say. A bit like Vito oh, yeah. Peleg. Actually, he has another name that isn't yeah. Vito Peleg.
2: Yeah, my, my, my name is Joakim de Vries. And if I introduce myself in that fashion, they go like what can you say wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> that quickly became okay, what is recognizable? Uh turns out Remkus uh, is doable, starts with a hard R. Uh and right now I think only the, the Spanish people find my name difficult because they don't have the M following the K uh, the K following the M.
1: Right. So
2: they'll make Remkus. Okay interesting but uh it's it's pronounceable and and recognizable so
0: yeah thank you for joining us today um michelle i'm gonna i'm gonna try to introduce you properly um it says here on the on the thing that i'm reading out it says we, we know michelle michelle's been on dozens of times but i'm gonna do do her justice just Quick caveat, if Michelle drops in and out, we're just going to cope with it. And even if she drops out mid-sentence, one of us is going to have to leap in and finish off what she was absolutely guaranteed to say. Um, So it says, in addition to her work at GiveWP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WPCoffeeTalk.com. I would urge you to go and check that out. It's fantastic. Co-founder of Underrepresented in Tech, creator of WPCareerPages.com, a volunteer for BigOrangeHearts.org, author, business coach, and frequent speaker at WordPress events. You can find out more at her website, worksbymichelle.com. That is a laundry list, Michelle. Honestly, you put us all to shame.
3: I like to be busy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so it would seem. Yeah, so it would seem. Is there anything you um you wanted to add at the top before we um before we crack on, Michelle?
3: I'm actually now a board member at Big Orange Heart.
0: Oh,
3: when did that happen? Uh, recently, when we're we're in the process of moving things over, we're a U.S. charity now, and so we have a U.S. board.
0: well thank you Oh, she, 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 she exactly at that moment her screen went away we'll, we'll cope we'll cope with whatever Michelle's internet throws at us today as it says in the little thing comment thing at the bottom if you are watching this in the Facebook group you'll need to offer StreamYard ops and permissions you can do that by going to the comment thread at the top and clicking the little StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook link otherwise you can go over to WPBuilds.com forward slash live and if you're logged into Google you'll be able to make a comment over there because it's YouTube and Got a few comments that have come in. Uh <laughs> oh, look, uh, whoa, he is strong. check out, check out his IG. Oh, okay, it's true. Um, I guess IG stands for Instagram, right? Is that I'm just not cool? It does, yeah? it does, yes, oh, yeah. yes, Dad. It does. It's Paul, Paul this week. He made a comment in I don't know where he said he said that he'd been looking at your Instagram channel. So I actually clicked on the link and looked at your Instagram channel, yeah. and you lift like, absurdly heavy things and walk with them. It's just like, whoa.
2: (laughs) Uh, All I can say is uh, I I didn't start with the heavy ones. It just gradually happens if you continuously uh, go for more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's something that, like, is it almost... How to describe this? I don't want to use the the wrong words, but are, are, is this something that's just like soul food to you? You just really enjoy that so sort of like,
1: stuff.
2: Like many other like many other people in uh, in this line of work, uh, I sit on my butt all day. Um, I before I did this, I used to exercise different types of things. I played football, uh, tennis, uh, windsurfing. Uh, you know, just always active. A lot of biking because uh, we are in the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, once work starts, uh, you become more uh, just sitting. And uh, the more I'm in my head, the more I need to, you know, uh, what's the word? Decharge? Uh, Yeah, yeah, kind of
0: recharge, yeah.
2: So um, I've always been doing some sort of lifting of weights because I enjoy it just, you know, it's a very physical thing to do. Uh, I enjoy it. And then uh, about two years ago, a buddy of mine uh, who lives like, wow. what is it? Ten kilometers away. That's uh, that's, that's uh, six and a half miles for you metrically challenged people. Um, the, uh, and he said, "I'm I'm starting to do strongman stuff, uh, and I've seen you post some stuff on Instagram. Uh, you know, uh, feel free to drop by any any Saturday. We'll be working out all Saturday afternoon, so feel free to drop by." I was like, "I don't think that's me, but you know, uh. we'll see." Uh, I haven't spoken to him in years, so. I dropped in, and uh, there's not been a Saturday I haven't <laughs> went back. So <laughs> uh,
0: I got to say, I was watching it, and I was just absolutely shattered just watching the videos, like completely so I, in the knowledge that literally everything which you were lifting up,
3: yeah. So
2: the, is, I wouldn't even get it this far off the ground. <laughs> so the, the, the one you saw. So if, yeah, if you scroll back a whole uh, like two years, you'll you'll find me doing more moderate stuff, but. Um, oh. One of the last lifts I did was very, I was very proud of because, um, you know, when you're working towards a certain weight, uh, I lifted the, uh, we call it the frame, and you walk, you're supposed to walk with it for 15 meters. I saw that. I saw and, this one
1: too. Mm. Yeah. And
2: the, and the frame weighed uh, 300 kilos or 662 pounds. And that's, I never thought I was going to do that. I just literally thought I was never going to do that. So when I did, I was like, how did I do that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it, it, wrapping your head around because lifting it up is one thing, but walking with it is just. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy doing it. It's, uh, yeah. it's a great way to be in my body and uh, and work on my health. And I, although I get a lot of comments like, "Is this still healthy?" Uh, and it is, but it, not if you start at that weight. And oh. yeah,
0: <laughs> there's only there's only damage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just yeah. work yourself up there like anything else it's a skill and it requires training and it requires research and thinking and learning uh, and I have'm uh, uh, I'm, I'm training uh, with uh, there's three people there who literally have been the strong strongest man of the Netherlands wow. so any question I have I can ask them and they'll help me so yeah yeah it's fun That's- it's great fun.
0: I was really surprised by th- that this had been an ambition for a really long time. I was really really surprised by like how cool you were after you did it. It's like you did yeah. this thing, put it down and we're like, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not none of this. Hey, you, I don't not, think absolutely. he could lift his arms up after. <laughs> yeah, it. that's it. It was,
1: like I could see your hands were hurting so it's yeah. kind of like Yeah. You, yeah. you, yeah. you know, There's I don't know if you're allowed you're... to wear special gloves to help no. the padding or anything or if No, well, awesome um, that.
2: No, a large portion, of all of this, is you do it as raw as possible. Yeah, we have an acronym
0: for this show. It's TWIW, and I can feel it's going to become this week in weightlifting. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> to discuss what he's done during. Sometimes the week. it's
1: about animals, chickens. This week it's about strong lift. It
0: is. Ah, yeah, cool. we've got some. Uh, we've got some nice comments coming in. Um, Michelle has been thawed. It says. Uh, <laughs> I guess Cameron knows something maybe. Phrase, yeah. Okay, and uh, thank you, Cameron, for joining us. As always, he's late, late night. He's on the East Coast of Australia. Um, mm-hmm. So it must be jolly late for him. And Jay, great podcast. I guess he's mentioning the Coffee Talk podcast uh, over oh, there. And uh, I don't know if you know Thomas uh, Remkus, but he obviously is, <laughs> he's not, he doesn't believe it. It's CGI. It's 100% <laughs> CGI. Uh, Honestly, I feel that like five years from now, that statement could fully be true. You could have a little app that you're down at just uh, okay. Google or think, whatever. Uh, it might be.
2: So so Thomas uh, uh is at surfball as well. Um I think he uh he's he's actually trying to use my footage and put his head on it and then...
0: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> why not? Uh, uh it says here, Michelle, just before we get into the meat and the bones of it, what mug are you sporting today?
3: So I have my, oops, let's see. It's the um, GiveWP Big Orange Heart Mug. So right nice. now they actually, um, today's the last day you can buy this in the GiveWP Swag store. So if you go to swag.givewp.com, all of the profits from the sale of the Big Orange Heart uh, co-branded swag goes right back to Big Orange Heart. So today's the last day to get it.
0: Thank you, Michelle. I don't know if this is possible, and it doesn't really matter if it's not. But I think you're considerably quieter than the rest of us, and that may just be a constraint of what what you're I now having to phone. use. Yeah, yeah, that's probably going to work. Um, but we'll, you know, we're just going to we're going to cope with what we've got, so that's fine. <laughs> one last thing: um, if you've got any questions, obviously you've many of you have seen the, the commenting and how it works. Just drop them in there, and we'll try to answer things as we go along. I've got um, one more question. Busted for
1: Busted. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love these live things where people put silly comments. It's absolutely great. Thank you for anybody who bothers to turn up and makes the effort to type things into their keyboard. I know that, that there are a few people who just have it on a second screen, but those people that make the effort appreciate it. Right, let's get the, the screen shared quickly, because we're not here to oh, talk Nathan, about Could I
1: just ask uh, Remkus one quick thing mm, about, um, first of all, I said server bolt earlier, and it's you did. serve bolt. Um, Remkus, I don't know much about serve bolt, um, where do they sit? Are they a WordPress specific host or anything host? And like, where do they sit in between? You know, all the all the ones that we we always hear of, DoPi Engine, Cloudways, and all these different hosting companies. They're quite premium, it seems, like quite a custom setup, maybe.
2: Um, we are. Um, so um, we uh, we pride ourselves in offering the uh, um, the fastest. Uh, most scalable uh, PHP MySQL hosting. Um, we have a very strong focus on WordPress and WooCommerce, but because our focus is on uh, PHP and uh, uh, MySQL, uh, Laravel will do just fine. Drupal will do just fine. Craft CMS will do just fine. And any of the uh, any of the hosting uh, platforms that uh, uses uh, PHP or MySQL will do just fine. Um, uh, how do we compare I think we have one item on the on the on the list for today where actually that uh question is being answered do
0: you know what let's do that now because Paul Paul injected mm-hmm. that one and it seems like this is the perfect place to to put it on the screen yeah, let's because, do it. yeah. yeah. um so I, I'll just preface this this is a, a this is a website which I confess I've not come across but uh, it's called wphostingbenchmarks.com it's it's, it's a new website oh, okay right okay. Well, from, um, WP Hosting from a 3D yeah, yeah, WPHostingBenchmarks.com. So you can check this one out. I'll maybe drop a link in the show notes after the show. Um, but w- what's this, Remkus? Why, why are we looking at this?
2: So Kevin Ohashi is, uh, is someone who is uh, independently testing uh, WordPress hosting, um, and you have to apply for it. Uh, and what he does, he does actually uh, test uh, hosting the way you should test them. So it's not your random uh, – these are – 10 great hosts uh, type of list and this one does great support and that one does great whatever um this is actually looking at the metrics and calculating and stress testing and doing all the things that you you want to know if you're looking for hosting that needs to handle whatever you want to throw at it um it used to i think the site is still there i don't think he has done the full redirect yet so review signal is what it used to be called and it's rebranded uh this year to. WP hosting benchmarks um, and uh, to answer your question um, if you look at the, the top two things so the 51 to 100 month and 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 above uh, you see you will see that Surfbolt is uh, is uh, on top of that list ooh
1: congratulations uh, that's that's a good achievement I, so I guess we'll probably hear a lot more about Surfbolt in the the next twelve to twenty-four months, then in that. Case. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we've been growing very hard. Uh, I mentioned to Nathan earlier in the in the pre-meeting room. Um, we've doubled in size uh, in uh, in the last uh, twelve months, and uh, it's looking to go even further than that in the next uh, next twelve months. So uh, we're doing good.
0: I'm cool. going to put up the um, I'm sort of slightly disjointed today. Sorry about this, guys. Um, there's the there's the homepage for the the product itself servebolt so it's not serverbolt it's just servebolt and uh, no, but Serve you can Bolt,
2: type in, you can type in serverbolt.com and you'll see what happens
0: oh you got that as well did you <laughs> okay yeah yeah that would make sense because that's such an obvious obvious thing yeah. to to do um so servebolt.com i'll be sure to put that in the show notes yeah um, it's all
1: built in block editor as well this website i was checking it mhm uh, super fast website as well. So it's uh, definitely a retina of medicine. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So
2: we're, we, have a, we have a hardcore stance on performance. Uh, like, I know a lot of people say that and that's fine, uh, but we like to back up everything that we do with, uh, with advice on how to do things smarter, faster, more scalable, uh, and we proactively help clients uh, achieving their fastest version of their site. Um, so yeah, that's, um, I guess that sort of sets us apart, um, to answer your question.
0: It's mm-hmm. curious as well that you were saying before we started recording that, um, that you, maybe this isn't a policy. It's just the way it's worked out. You, thus far you've grown, um, by word of mouth, which is quite yes. an yeah. interesting approach. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, yeah it's nice. Okay. So if you want to uh, talk to Thomas directly, you can now. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. He's in two right.
1: places at once. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but thank you. Thanks for thanks for mentioning that, Paul. And um, yeah, so servebolt.com, that's where Remcus is now working. All right, okay, let's get on with the main, 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 main thing. Just a quick pitch for WPBuilds, wpbuilds.com. That's where we put all of our bits and pieces. Remkus was speaking a minute ago about WooCommerce. I spoke to a guy from PeachPay, David, um, for this week's episode. He's got an interesting one-click solution, which I think WooCommerce have actually injected some money into over the last few weeks so certainly a curious curious solution the idea is that if you if you do everything on one browser then you can just have this you log in over there and you're always logged in so you can just do it like a one-click amazon style checkout that's what we did this week but that's not what we're going to talk about we are in fact going to talk about wordpress in general and this came along this week 18 years ago I'm going to concentrate on the 18 years bit, everybody, for a bit first, right? We're going to do that. Then we're going to get onto the politics surrounding the actual story. But um, 18 years ago, WordPress got started. By who? Well, we'll find that out in a minute. Um, But it got started 18 years ago, and we're now at plus 40% of the web. And whichever way you cut that, that is just remarkable. I picked... the. I'm not going to say the wrong horse. I picked a different horse several times during the last 18 years because I've always wanted to build websites with a CMS. And I've went with all sorts. I tried Joomla for a while and it worked out just great, but it didn't keep working out. I did Drupal. It worked out great. I did that for years and years but it didn't keep working out and then eventually settled on WordPress and it just immediately felt like home. You know, the whole community, the whole ease of use, the fact there's a plugin for everything. There's a, there's a kind of marketplace so that people can actually make a decent living off the back of it. It's an incredible thing. You know, there's the the community that are building it. I now, my entire life is built around WordPress. So without this remarkable piece of software. I would probably have to be building things with Magento and let's be honest, I don't want to do that. So yeah, Remka space plant. Uh, No, no offense if you're building things with Magento. I, I loved it for a while.
2: With you as well. I've played with it as well. But uh... yeah,
0: yeah. And at that point, Michelle literally went away from the screen. It's like, no, yeah. we're not talking about Magento. Um, but it's it is remarkable. And eighteen years is one thing, right? I guess many pieces of software have got to this milestone. But to capture forty percent of the web is utterly remarkable. And it would appear that um that that number just seems to keep going up why why that is how it's done that I'm not 100% sure but we're now approaching 41 42 and obviously it'll keep going we'll get onto the politics in a minute but if any of you three want to just drop in and say what's what's your you know what are your thoughts on getting to 18 years in anything significant 18 turns you from being an adolescent with like teething yeah, problems yeah. and being what a bit did of a... What do WordPress
1: do now in different countries? WordPress can join the army, drink alcohol in the UK. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of and thing. And vote. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a kind total... Of gr-
0: it's, there's no well, excuses now. Anything well, that goes actually, wrong, it's on you.
2: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually an interesting thing to like vote. Uh, that 40% votes. That 40% votes in a direction of where a lot of things are going, what's happening online. Um, so I, I started playing with WordPress <laughs> 17 and a half years ago. I uh, I was mostly doing Mambo at the time, which then had the fork of Joomla as well. Uh, didn't like it. Hated upgrading. Um, and then I I, I found something. I, I forgot whose it was, but the very first theme I used, I I, I learned that I can use like, Manipulate the menu, and then I could have some sort of thing that looks like it's done in—I don't know—an hour instead of a day, Uh, and I got hooked. Uh, Essentially, never left. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is. I I remember um, there was a website called OpenSourceCMS.com or .org or something. I used to go to this website all the time. At that time, when you know we were all playing with either Joomla or Mambo or um mod or drupal or whatever and i was trying to find you know the perfect cms i've tried text pattern that was pretty good actually text pattern was at the time pretty good mm. but i just remember there was so many open source projects you could try out yeah and and then it came to wordpress and i know matt Mullenweg talks about uh, he says you know it's just software it's just software so you, you know when he's kind of in a corner he says it's just software but actually wordpress isn't just software it is you know the whole community and all the people and that's why you know, the four of us are sitting here talking about it today because not just because we're interested in the code and the software because of everything else around it. But yeah, I mean, so so many happy memories like you, Nathan. Um, You know, a ton of my life revolves around WordPress now and the opportunities that it's created, the people I've met and everything. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of politics as well that, you know, we'll come to in a minute. Um, But overall, I'm you know 95% grateful for everything WordPress has done and after four years since the block editor's you know Gutenberg project started I would say I'm starting to feel optimistic about its future again <laughs>
3: we've
1: gone beginning teenage to years. beginning <laughs> to. it's coming it's coming through now it's coming <laughs>
0: through. that's right we've got full maturity
2: 15%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you Michelle
0: I mean like the rest of us I'm sure you've got you know great memories and community is everything to you right
3: well it is everything to me i think i proved that with all the different things that i throw all my time at but the first thing i ever built on was just straight html as a project in my mba and i had no clue what i was doing so we were on a team and i let other people like i i like basically threw up a wireframe not even knowing what a wireframe was but like literally drew it on paper and they coded it and then i went from that to dreamweaver and from Dreamweaver, when I couldn't afford the subscription for Dreamweaver, I started something with which is NVU, NVU, which was basically Dreamweaver but free. And uh, from there into WordPress. But I, it's, it was the weirdest thing. I have an undergrad in religion and philosophy, and an MBA in marketing. Never thought I would have a career in technology, and yet here I am, very grateful. Yeah.
1: yeah, Michelle, yeah. can I just pull you up on something though? What's that? Nobody paid for Dreamweaver. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nobody gave me a free version. What are you saying? I mean, That's
1: what I observed. Other people, like you know, that, I was yeah, allegedly, this, Paul. Yeah, you it. know, piracy or anything like that. But, allegedly, yeah. You know, back in the back in the days before it, you know, you, I remember the day when Adobe was like, so you have to sign in now. Oh. Yeah, I need to find another piece of software. <laughs> you got stuck
0: on <laughs> you got stuck on CS6 or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> did you? That was it. There was no upgrade until part, it phoned then. home.
1: It was free.
3: I remember For most when people. It, actually, you could block your
2: host file, and it was still not phoned.
0: Yeah, home. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go. I, I mean, no, no, I don't know what. <laughs> well, what like. I've heard.
1: I've heard. I've heard I've... You heard, yeah, of course. Yeah. None of us condone any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That
0: was quite a long list of hosts to block as well, uh, he said. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> I heard that there was a big long list there. Um, but this was free. You didn't have to pay for it at that point. Yeah. It was just absolutely wow. wonderful, yeah. Um, anything to add there, Michelle, or shall I move on to the 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 elephant just, in the room? Just
3: the, fun- <laughs> the, fun- <laughs> the funniest thing, when I was working at a college, when the internet first became like a thing right where people were accessing the internet at work first before we ever had it at home and I didn't even know like they're like you have internet now on your computer and I was like I don't didn't know what to visit and I live in Rochester New York so I went to kodak.com because I figured they would have a website and I kind of played uh, and, and clicked a link and then I went back to the link before and it had changed from yellow to purple and I was like Oh my God! They know where I've been. I have to be so careful where I visit on the web. Like my very first lesson in internet was, you are being tracked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've um we've got the story to about all of that at the end with Google's flock technology. Uh, Michelle, again, I don't know if you have any capability to make it louder, but you, I reckon, you're I probably about. Close. A- Yeah, I think you're probably about a fifth, maybe even less than than the rest of us. So I'm I'm struggling to. (laughs) Yeah, that that it's okay. It is. I just just we're on we're on this side of the
2: continent, and you know. Oh yes, Mm. she's got to really
0: shout. (laughs) It's a long way. Yeah, (laughs) I remember when I was a kid that. I mean, I've mentioned this from time to time. This thing that I'm holding in my hand, this this was what I really dreamt of. You know, like a TV that you could hold in your hand and a tricorder. And the idea that you could, you know, phone somebody up and actually see them. And it was just like Star Trek and now it's totally normal isn't it look at us the four of us completely i mean w- we are spread out throughout the world i mean and we, we all all have our black them. boxes yeah and we've got you've got we've got people commenting from in australia and from all over the place and and we're just piggybacking off all of the amazing stuff that the internet's brought to us however um, we have to we have to deal with the the elephant in the room and i know that remcus has a big thing about this. I'm just going to point out the fact that on the screen at the minute, I was scrolling down to all of the milestones that WordPress went through over the previous years. And then then you get to this bit here. It says uh, WordPress is born. And currently, it says um, after discussions with Mike Little, Matt Mullenweg created a, br- a new branch of B2 on, on Sorgeforce. And if you don't know, B2 was the software which WordPress was based upon. upon. It was a fork of that. And then it goes on. But... Paul tells me that it didn't say this originally. Is
1: that right, Paul? That's right. Uh, so at the beginning, Mike Little, um, who is the you know fifty percent co-founder as such of WordPress, was left out of the article, which I think is almost certainly administ- administrative error. Um, but he tweeted, and, and lots of other people noticed it as well. And I think, um, and then and then this article was updated, but. I think it's still not quite right because now it now it's kind of like after a discussion with Mike Little yeah. about what I don't know rugby football they had a little chat they had a, you know and then Mike Little went home then Matt Mullenweg created a new branch of B two on SourceForge called WordPress so it's it's still not quite right and um and I know it's really a probably just administrative error but it does matter that uh matt mullenweg and mike little co-founded this software when it reaches 18 years old i mean imagine two parents uh on their kid's 18th birthday and one of them gets completely discredited for anything to do with the child yeah. uh it's a kind of similar thing and i know remka I saw you were you know you were involved in the in the um in the thread as well and i just wondered uh what the the feel because people know mike little and they like him and everyone who meets mike little likes mike little He's a top guy and stuff yeah he is uh, I
2: I met Mike uh, a couple times now uh, and the first time I met him um, uh, you know uh, wonderfully uh, uh, wonderful person um, great conversation we had and we we realized then that the Wikipedia page it didn't say that Mike Little was the co-founder so we actually changed the Wikipedia page at that time on that day to reflect that fact. And this is what uh, WordCamp Edinburgh, I think, uh, 2000, I don't know, long ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, it, I, I felt at that point that was an oversight. And it can happen because maybe the, the person uh, changing that or making that page didn't know. Uh, you know, it's all good. But we're way past that. Um, we've had. We've seen in the, in, the, in, the, in the last years, we've seen, um, like, like marketing speak type stuff, stating, uh, Matt being the founder of WordPress coming from, uh, publishing channels that are either automatic or close to or related to when I think they should know better, um, and I can still kind of get how that happens because you know marketing and they don't necessarily are ingrained in the project the way I am, the way you are, whatever. Uh, but if we're on the official public page for WordPress and we're saying uh, happy 18, uh, and then uh, this what we're seeing now here is um, uh, is already an edit uh, because Mike was not even in the first paragraph. Mike wasn't even on the entire page, and. Um, uh, this is, you know, uh, we can argue that Matt has done more for the growth of WordPress, that's fine. But uh, give credit where credit is fully due and be extremely explicit on what his impact on the actual uh, founding of WordPress was and has been. Because uh, that's, that's pivotal. That's, that's where the actual fork started. That's a discussion between them on how to do that, why to do that. Started based on a comment on Matt's uh, post um, and from there they went into a discussion, and from there they started uh, doing it, and sure, maybe, you know, I, I suspect Matt was indeed the one that created the branch, and that's all fine, but don't be, like, I don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind having such vague language, yeah. I don't understand. Be, you know- be 100% clear what it was, how it was, and in the next sentence you want to say, and then Matt Mullenweg took it to the moon, fine. But that's not what it said, and I I got pissed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I saw the tweet with the link. Uh, didn't click on the first time I saw it in the morning. Then I saw um, uh, Mike's comment, and I, you know I said what I said. I said this is a disgrace, and I'm super sad to see this have happened. And I stand by that. I still think that, mm-hmm. no matter what. The- Michelle.
3: Yeah, so there's a couple of things that come to mind about that too, right? So um, absolutely, I think, you know, to Paul's uh, comment, I think that marketers don't always know because, you know, Matt's the face of what we see today. And so without doing any research, I think it's easy to kind of forget that part of it. Um, I don't think that's right, of course. I also think that, you know, Mike is is a diversity person, right? So he's a Black man and we don't have enough um people in our you know in our society that we look up to as non-white male creators when it comes to technology too and i think that it's really important to remember that as well yeah uh, you know for sure and then i do want to say though that every time i've had um, conversations with matt he only refers to himself in my podcast and other ways as co-founder and he yes uh, cred- yeah and he credits mike In our conversations, you know, you can go back and look at the episode of the Coffee Talk if you'd like, um, but he really does bring that up. So I'm not saying that he doesn't maybe, he doesn't do that all the time. I'm certain when he's talking about WordPress every single conversation, uh, because it's, you know, the founding of WordPress isn't always at the forefront of every conversation. But I did want to say that I do think it's others that are also, um, you know, forgetting and whitewashing what has happened in the past
0: on the on the actual article, I'm just curious, Paul, you mentioned like the language that we've got at the minute, and the language is kind of interesting, and maybe I've passed this wrong, but do you actually read the sentence? It really does sound like Mike didn't do much yeah but it says I think it's, After what discussions is trying to say is that
1: Matt is the person that pressed the button on fork or something. I think that's kind of what they've tried to say, but okay um it's it's true, and um it's difficult to know exactly what to say other than thank you Mike little for co-founding WordPress along with Matt Mullenweg we're all very grateful for what you guys did and um, and I think that I know it's been corrected but maybe hopefully it's been corrected with a memo to anyone who is in the marketing team whatsoever that right. this never happens again and that Mike is credited in the same way Matt does credit. I have you're right, Michelle. I noticed that if someone yeah. um you know Matt Molenberg is always aware of everybody in the room and people who are being discussed who aren't in the room and and kind of advocates for them in a way. I have seen him do that a number of times. I would agree. But yeah. I think um you know when there's so much money involved in in WordPress these days and automatic and all that sort of stuff and you know automatic can you know buy half of WordPress probably if they wanted to now they could literally take over Uh, by buying out what's left of the companies that haven't been bought out yet. So I think the marketing team should just um, take note that it did upset people who care about the individuals who were important in the history of WordPress. There's a great
0: book, actually, which I read a couple of years ago. I mean, great, you know, if you're really into WordPress. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the story of the founding of WordPress right up to, really? I don't know, maybe 2013 or something like that. You mean um, the one written by
2: Siobhan?
0: Possi- I, I don't know. I don't know who wrote it, to be honest, but it's it's free. It's on make.wordpress.org. Yeah, I, that's, I
2: that's written by Siobhan McKeon.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, I read that, and that obviously puts Mike in the picture um, in a in a much more dramatic way than we get off this piece. Um, yeah, I'd just like to reiterate: I've not heard Matt use anything other than co-founder. So let, let's just let's just put a line under it and say, in the future, let's just make sure that the word <laughs> co-founder is always used. Okay. Um, from one revelation to another this is i think i think what we're about to announce is possibly the most important thing that has entered in wordpress core since probably like two weeks ago but here it is here it is it's coming to wordpress core website near you tone filters actually do you know what i was i went in with my super skeptical um i'm this is not for me i don't think i'll make use of any of this and then the, when i looked at it i thought oh i quite like that <laughs> so i really did not about face it wasn't the cat pictures that sold it to me <laughs> it was when i got down to the video that one and i looked at the video and i thought mm, that's actually quite nice but um if you don't know, Geotone is the ability to basically take images which have got high contrast. So don't put something, you know, with like millions of colours and different shades. It's something where there's kind of one thing with with a contrasting other color. And then it applies filters over the top. So your original image doesn't get in any way altered. It's just applying things over the top of it on the fly. And you can pick a starting colour and an ending colour. And here we go. There's a there's a cat which is looking really unhealthy there's a cat which is looking as if it's from the 1930s there's a cat which looked as well i don't know it's more red anyway yeah that's right the rave cat and the slightly dour cat not very interested instagram cat cat. the instagram cat (laughs) that's right but the point is you can do this in wordpress it's totally in Uh, as david warmsley our good friend pointed out i think i think he said something along the lines of well, that's, that's just 10K that I don't need. <laughs> but um, I, I quite like it. I, I'm not entirely sure this is what we needed, but oh, here it is.
3: Duotone. I'm going to do Warhol myself with those filters. You're going to look at my website. There's going to be four Michelles
0: with different duotones. <laughs> so you're a fan, Michelle.
3: Oh, I will be. I'm going to play with this for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if Remkus or Paul have got anything to add here. But it- I, my,
1: my opinion changed, actually. Remkus, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll burn it down uh, so you can perhaps build it back up again. Um, I, I think it's silly. Um, if, if one of the mantras uh, the WordPress project has is uh, uh, decisions, not options, then what is this? This is a decision that everybody should have the option to fiddle around with images. Uh, uh, to me, this is plug third territory to begin with. Um, but I think it's the, f- it's the focus on the wrong type of stuff to enhance the editor. Uh, I, it, it, so um, I think the, the focus in general should be fix what's broken, period. Uh, I think the focus should be make it performant, like front-end, back-end. Um there is still a large section of people not wanting to switch to Gutenberg from the classic editor because it adds that one line of uh, extra CSS. Uh, now there's ways around that and optimizing that. Uh, we've done that with the site that you saw Servball.com for instance. Um, but the whole focus on performance on the back end, on the front end, just to make the thing that we are constantly using creating, you know, it's not just this one site. It's it's how many sites are we having on WordPress? It's millions and millions of sites. Now, the impact of having a slim down version of the editor, a more performant version, is is huge. If if you know, there's there's calculators that tell you how much you how much energy you have saved if you slim down your page uh, five kilobytes, uh, one megabyte, or whatever and multiply that by those tens of millions of sites. Now, then we're talking, that's the sort of direction I wanna see. Uh, And that's, you know, um, so performance is for me, the first thing that needs to be fixed. It's not that it's not performant, it's just not as performant as it should be. Uh, Secondly, fix broken stuff, which is everything from accessibility to whatever you can find in the pull requests in the repo. And there are quite a few pull requests, like, it's in the thousands. Hmm. I don't get that direction. I don't, I genuinely don't get that direction other than this is some marketing gimmick.
3: Of course it's marketing. This is to come this is to compete with things like Wix and Squarespace yeah. and other and other things so that you can, you know, in WordPress.com, especially, right? That people want to see things that they can get other places. And oh. in WordPress.org and you know and self-hosted. You know, people who are playing with that but really don't know what they're doing. They're not. They're not developers. They want tools too, and so I think this is definitely in response to those kinds of things.
2: Yeah. and then, and I know, I know it is, but it's just it, it's just wrong from my perspective.
0: Mm. Um. So, Paul, your turn to build it up again.
1: Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you went first there, Ramco, because there was some really good stuff that came out of that that I'd want to build on. And first of all. Um, Michelle, you mentioned WordPress.com and yeah, to be honest, it's only just like, it's only just hit me why some of these features would be there. And it's because WordPress.com can't install Beaver Builder. It can't install Bricks. It can't install Elementor. So it that product owned by Automatic will look completely dated if it doesn't have some kind of page buildery type thing where you can have some kind of design control. And yeah, that isn't the right thing for the .org project though. That's a different and so, and I think that's that's why this whole Gutenberg project gets so much criticism because it's so open to seeing a very obvious potential agenda that nobody can really prove, but it's it's kind of there to 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 uh to have theories, to conspiracy theory about all day if you wanted to. You could just yeah. know find conspiracy theories and everything um in terms of like the 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 feature itself i'll come back to that because i actually quite like one aspect of it but in terms of you know fix the things that are broken so i know there's like thousands of pull requests and for me the thing that's broken is the interface as such but um i'm hoping that that does get uh some more focus on and i think it will because there are people are doing the work for the core team sometimes in solving things like there's a, there's a plugin called, I think it's called block editor outline or something. And it makes it very much easier to see what's going on in the block editor. And you'd hope that that would come back. I know they have challenges because they've got to kind of create an editor that is as accessible as possible, but they started off, they created, you know, in, I don't want to criticize, but it is a critical kind of observation that they started with something difficult to, Put accessibility in, into, and then they've now got to yeah. constantly move forward and move backwards at the same time on that front. Um, so I would love to see, in in, ter- in terms of the performance aspect of the block editor, uh, like what David Wormsey said. You know that's another ten k uh, that we don't want. And um, yeah, I would like to see. Anything that is put into the block editor project or the Gutenberg project be categorized. So this would be a fun add-on or something like that, or something, something just gimmicky, designy things. And you could turn that off. You could turn off all the gimmicky design things. And you could say, do you know what I want? I just want a grid builder. That's what I want block editor to be. I want to add my own CSS. I don't want. I don't want color selection for fonts. That's too much. I don't want this or that whatever it is i don't want any of those things i just want i just want the block you know, the know, block grid builder and i know what i'm working with but some people who are you know maybe moving over from wix or moving over from wordpress.com they want the uh color changes and that sort of stuff because what they want to do is see the thing and change it there's the thing and change it and they press different buttons and it changes and that's fine and it's a different audience but there is. Um anyway, that that little rant over, moving over to the feature itself, at first I was 100% like, oh, this is pointless. And I think the article doesn't do it any favours in a way. And it's not a criticism of the article. It's just that the article kind of presents it of, in terms of here's a picture and you can add some kind of weird filter to it, which is basically useless in most cases. It's not like it's an Instagrammy style filter that makes you look kind of, you know, your skin look nice. Well, whatever it might be that people use Instagram filters for to look to look cool. Um, but what I did see further down the page, and it's what sort of what you noticed as well, Nathan, is that it does say that this, this effect is applicable to the cover block, which is um, usually a background image with some text over the top or something over the top. And in 90% of cases, people create those banners whether they're using a page builder or not and they will apply an overlay of a color which might have a gradient on or something like that and it looks kind of washed out and then they put their text over the top now sometimes when i've got the energy i'll design a website and i'll take this background image that i was going to do that too and i'll add an actual photoshop type um, overlay over the top so that there's no fading out of the background image i've got the effect but i've still got some contrast on there so in a way um, there is a nice use of this that people will be able to have cover blocks which is the background row um, with some editorial text over the top with the image still looking good the contrast still coming through but the text super readable over the top of it as well so there is a kind of use there and so I've got some I've got some kind of you know, positive thing to say about it. But that was it. And mostly I felt like Remkus. you said that this doesn't belong in the core. And why, why are they focusing on it? And lastly, just to say, if that gets into core, I, it, it makes me think that the, the people who make the decisions on core are, are in a quite small room or a small box. Because if you put that out to the whole community, that would get voted out of WordPress core. And I know that people will say, Birgit, who comes on the show sometimes, will say, well, you know, come and join the conversation in Slack. But it's not, the conversation's happening here today. This is where a bunch of people are talking about it on a, on a live stream and some people are commenting and stuff like that. And four of us unanimously more or less think it's a bad idea. But in a different room, everyone unanimously seems to think it was a good idea. So there's a total disconnect in Different well, there's,
2: there's definitely a disconnect. And, and uh, I'd like to say that I, I, I see the use case for the cover block. I see it as well. Um, I like the cover block. It, it solves a, a lot of, ooh, how do I want to fancy up my, uh, my heroes? I, I totally get that. Um, I just don't get the deviation from what the core idea was of what core should be. Lean and mean. And we sort
0: of lost that somewhere. I I kind of wondered if it was almost like a proof of concept, like, look, we can do this kind of thing for people who don't know that this kind of thing might be available. What I'm saying by that is I've seen a few little things come along, most of them proprietary, third party, not from core, uh, where it's like, oh, that's an unexpected use of a block. And this is obviously, you know, you can apply this to blocks. I just wonder if they're throwing a few things out there like, look, these are the kind of things you'll be able to do in the block editor with a point, click, drag, select option. But I, I, I just can't see that this is in anything other than the territory of an additional plugin. You, you want to go out and find this um, because you want it. i got a feeling Michelle might disagree. She's, She's, just- she's loving it.
3: Now I'm just wondering why they don't put it in jetpack like they do with everything
0: else. It's what Remkus was saying, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we could go on about this for a uh, long time.
1: Nathan, could you pull something, pull a web link up for me if I just send yeah, it to you now? Yeah, uh, yeah. I Stick can't it. really complain too much, to be honest. But if I just send you that, yeah, that's correct. Pull up that that link there. Oh, this is, this is self-promotional, is it? Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 it is, okay. although I'm not selling anything. So. No, it's
0: fine. I'm only joking. So this is, this is paullacy.digital. So I can't see what use I would
1: have on this website for such a filter. <laughs> ah,
2: you, you are. I saw your website. Uh, did you launch it last
1: week? Uh, no, I launched it a while ago, but a few people noticed it last week.
2: So. I saw it, yeah. Pretty, pretty nifty. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, as you can see, I've got the filter going. It's not the filter. I did that myself in, you know, um, some software. We uh, never. But maybe they looked at my website. And <laughs> so I just want to apologize if this is my fault. You're, You're so <laughs> a subscriber, Paul. Paul AC keeps wow. reminding that no That's one's listening totally to what awesome. he wants. I'm just, we I'm just here. Podcast. Let's go to his website and see what he does on his website. I, look, he's got a <laughs> photo with a a um, pointless um, uh, gradient on it let's 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 give him that and surely he'll give us some some really good brownie points on the podcast uh,
2: i can't decide if you're flexing or humble
1: bragging or <laughs> i don't know I'll i don't know fun. what i'm doing most of the uh, time i don't know
0: <laughs> Jamin likes it though he's putting ha to the comments uh jetpack jetpack should be banned according to thomas sorry michelle <laughs> let me just make that view <laughs> so that it doesn't cover up your face, so put it in jetpack awesome idea uh yeah okay all right let's let's move it on um it, I'm really curious about this one and i'm i'm not I'm not trying to put remcus on the spot here because he i kind of get the impression that he's um may, maybe got a different opinion about what word camps are at the moment, but I do want to do want to just sort of move it on to the fact that word where are we I've lost it there we go I'll put this one up for oh for goodness sake there we go this is um. I'm going to keep prodding over the next few days in our Facebook group and things like that, that where's the screen? There's the screen that, um, WordCamp EU, obviously we're into the second round of it being online. It's starting very soon. I think we're about seven days away. I think it's starting this time next week and they are at the point where, you know, more or less everything is locked down. Now you can go and get your tickets. You can go and see who's going to be speaking and all of that kind of stuff and um i'm this this is not even a humble brag this is just a flat out brag humble I'm, brags totally, in the I'm, I'm so pleased <laughs> the uh, i got picked to be one of the media partners and i just can't believe, oh we're gonna say oh there it is look look Woo-hoo! look after six years of doing online stuff, finally, I've <laughs> got to be on somebody else's web page. So I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there we are with Talk Magazine and WP Mayor and the Gutenberg yeah. Times and Devote Press and Iuda WP. I'm so chuffed. That, yeah, well um, done, Nathan. That, Nathan, Oh, yeah. Honestly.
3: They're just copying WordFest because we had you first.
0: Well, exactly, exactly, (laughs) yeah. Um, But I'm just really pleased. So I am going to be mentioning the fact that WordCamp Europe is coming around soon. Now, by pure coincidence, um, because we do book this thing many, many weeks in advance, um, we have Remcus, and Remcus is... Gonna say, I was gonna say founder. You say, yeah, you better mention who the other person was. Co-founder, like.
1: <laughs>
3: co-founder.
0: Exactly. Imagine the death trap that would be. Uh, he is one of the founders of yes. WordCamp Europe. Going back to, can I just pluck a date out of my head, which is probably wrong? Can I say 2012?
2: So we started the idea in 2010, <sighs> and we uh, played around with the idea for two years. I would say. Uh, and when I say us, it's a, a group of uh, friends meeting each other at work camps throughout Europe. Um, and uh, some of us got invited to the inaugural WordPress uh, work Community Summit. So in um, in Tybee Island, uh, Georgia, United States, and uh, that's the first time I met Matt and many other. Uh, people are very active at that time. So this is 2012 October uh, in the WordPress project, and um, we had the idea to pitch it to Matt and see what he thought. And at the time, work camps were going from city being city, ba- sorry, being country-based to city-based. So we wanted to go the other direction. We wanted to go uh, region-based uh in fact uh uh quite a quite a large region and uh so uh, over the course of a couple of days uh we uh we got the you know okay let's see what this does let's see what happens uh and we kind of went from there um and the very first one was in uh september 2013 in leiden the netherlands so yeah that's uh That's how that came to be.
0: It it, honestly, the only World Camp Europe I've been to was the one in Berlin in 2019. Just before you missed out on a lot of fun. I know, but but all I can say is, having stepped into it at that point, there was a real. I didn't see the growth. I just saw what it had become, and that, in a way, gives you a really interesting moment because when I walked in, I was like, whoa. Whoa, this is yeah. much, much bigger, much more professional, much more attended, you know, and the amount of cogs and wheels and things that were going on. We were in, we were in the day before it all started and we saw you with your pink T-shirt on guiding all of the volunteers <laughs> around and showing them what was needed. So there was all yeah. this stuff, all of these cogs going on in the background for months and months and months. Yeah. And just a remarkable event. I, I think WordCamp Europe still to this day has the biggest attendee um, yeah. numbers of any. So, yeah. well, you know, obviously, thank you for setting this kind of stuff up. But I am curious, if I may ask, how do you feel about the kind of like the online version that we've been forced into? Do, do you do you kind of get something out of that, or are you kind of no? I'll
2: I'll leave that. And what do you what do you oh, make of it? So the. Um The thing that prompted us to start WordCamp Europe was that we saw a need for uh, a better cohesion of what started to become, very slowly at the time, a larger larger community in Europe. And certain countries were heavily underrepresented. Uh, Certain countries were quite active already at the time. Um, and the one of the goals was to get those people together in the same room, get to know each other better, and as you get to know each other better, you start to build that community sense in uh, in the larger sense, in like in the physical form, as well as friendship starts to, to really kick off and uh, or even start at all. So the whole the whole idea behind it was the unifying part. Mm. Uh, there were more uh, more ideas, but w- that's one of them. Um, and uh, you know the first one in Leiden we had uh, eight hundred and thirty two. and in uh, Berlin we had uh, close to three thousand. So that's quite a big leap. Um, and And you know we, we can argue that certain things as how they were in the beginning were not there in the in the last three, I would say. Uh, but that's that's inherent of growth of a community, of a project, of impact, and all of that. Um, and if you now look at the online thing, um, for me, that's only a portion of what working in Europe is. I, and for me, it's the wrong portion. For me personally. That's not to say that what's happening isn't good. That's not to say it's not valuable. It's just for me personally, I don't thrive sitting at a computer watching a presentation. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't I, I don't do the same thing for YouTube if I want to learn something I don't go watch a YouTube uh, I may watch one but you know I'm done that I, I get exhausted in that way so for me personally it's not the greatest uh, uh, way of having a uh, online event so and I, I can't stress this enough, this has nothing to do with the quality of what's being produced last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's tremendous. Uh, I'm, I'm still helping out, uh, less active this year than uh, previous years. Um, it, it's just not for me personally. Uh, but what they're doing is, is tremendous. There's a, there's a huge, huge learning pop opportunity, uh, but I miss the one-on-one. Oh, yeah. uh, I miss talking. I, so for the last years, I would say I would mostly focus on the few talks that I really wanted to see, uh, and the rest would be hallway track for me because I think that's where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think that's my learning. That's
2: where I, I, I learn more from people in one-on-ones than I do watching a big screen. That's that's me personally. That's, again, I can't stress this enough. This has nothing to do with how the project's being run now. It's just that for me, it's a different thing.
0: Yeah, um, we we don't need to dwell on this too much. But Paul, if you've got anything you want to add, or Michelle, maybe um, Michelle go first if you've got something.
3: Yeah, I mean, I miss I miss having a meal with people, sharing a glass mm. of wine or a cup of coffee, and seeing people and making the you know the circle in uh, in the, the swag picking, not just picking up swag, but talking to the people. You know who have this wagon, seeing people in person. Um, I think it's unfortunate that everything is online right now, but it's the next best thing until we can all meet again in person, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paul. One of the most serious issues for me about the lack of uh real physical word camps is the amount of laptops out there, new laptops with no stickers on them. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Great. It's not mm, you're, right. I, you're touching a very important point. <laughs> That's one of the things that WordPress is, you know, WordCamps is all about, getting stickers, putting them on your laptop. Yeah. But I,
3: I have um, stickers. Send me your address. I'll <laughs> send you stickers,
1: Tom. Yeah, but I need like it's, it's 30 he stickers. Need, he needs he to can send, a, send you 30 stickers. He can stickers. take
2: them off the table himself.
1: It doesn't happen that way. like a limit on the stickers it feels that I'm supposed to get. Come back later and get a few more. Right. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you, so, you like a
2: whole, your whole scheme, like I can get like two, three now, but if I walk around the corner, wait yeah, five, then there's a different person two. on the
1: stand. Yeah, yeah, I, did the same get, thing. I can get some more.
3: I, I had a I new laptop look. in the last year, and I had stickers that I have saved from over the years, so I was able to sticker my new laptop, but nothing new. Ah, uh, you, all you all hold the it stickers. stickers that collected, yeah. extra it I collected.
2: I technically could do that as well. For many, 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 many laptops. Yes, it's not. It's not the same thing.
1: It's, it's not the same. same. It's it's not not the same. same. I think we. think we've right stumbled now, across.
2: Sorry, Michelle.
0: As I, I think we've stumbled across the name of this episode. It's going to be called "You Hoarded Stickers." <laughs> that's, that's the that's. I'm going to write that down in a moment. Um,
1: I'm with but, everybody here, though. That it is. You know, to, for me, the the hallway track is the most uh, important part of a word camp, and it's. The hallway track is where I've met some of my best friends uh, in in uh, in life, and um, and also you know Michelle, I, I heard some people go to WordCamps and they enjoy the whole hallway track so much that they all get tattoos together. <laughs> um, not give, there it is, and I can't imagine just to sort of you know to say the difference between the online versus the the real one, and again I'm with Remkus saying this isn't like a criticism of the online events because they've they're doing what they can with what they can work with. But I can't see that anyone's gonna be going and getting uh tattoos with their buddy that they met online WordCamp. It's just not the same human connection. No. I've seen people um go to WordCamp London and it was one of the first public events that they ever went to agrophobic type guy. And um after that event, he, he was a different person. He was a different person. You know, so uh, and that, that's I, the kind I, of thing a lot of people go to these events and they're not, they're not, they're, they're, they're introverts and they go and they gain a lot uh, out of it on a human level, as uh, even if they don't attend any of the talks.
3: My job at WP is a direct result of the hallway track.
1: Nice. And that is the story for so many people. The reason me and Nathan are, you know, on the same podcast is because we met at WordCamp. And And
0: you'll never know the amount of times I wish I'd gone left instead of right. It would just...
3: There's there's a blog post there.
0: Yeah, yeah. We could call it that. Should I have gone left or right? (laughs) Too many titles. You're right, Paul. I remember sitting. I remember seeing you for the first time. That was that was a nice moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll I'll forever cherish that. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it'll come back. Let's just let's focus on it. It'll come back. Time will will solve
2: all problems. This included. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, it's uh, it. It also hurts to me personally, Uh, and I know there's circumstances why we have what we have, but. It's um, a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. I'm not. I'm also not fully an introvert. So being at these things for me is a charge and a drain at the same time. Yeah. Um, but the charge lasts so much longer than the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it, 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 it literally charges me. I, I get a lot. Of, I mean, I'm like, like anybody going to an event like that. You recuperate the next week. Yes, Uh, that's that's just what it is. Um, But the the stuff that is rewarding after that, essentially the 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 day after already, uh, just continues to grow. Uh, I have friendships. I've you know I've I've got everything from friends to work to new jobs, new opportunities. Everything is connected to that whole. in real life, thing.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting point you made there about the sort of two sides of it—the recharge and the discharge. Yeah, that—that's a really poor use of use of a word there. But anyway, the um, the, you know the fact that you get buoyed by it, and then equally at the same time you sort of get drained by it. Yeah, that, that yeah. hadn't really occurred to me that. But you're you're right. The, the week after I did WordCamp Europe, I was on like fifty percent of what I needed to be because yeah. I'd, I'd really gone at it, you know, and had a really amazing time, and but- it was. I just needed to recharge in the following week. It
3: drains- so the after parties, yeah. Sorry, Michelle. You- it drains your energy, but it charges your inspiration. So oh. it's not it's not draining and charging the same things,
2: right? So I, I got a lot of enjoyment from the after parties uh, because it's a it's the culmination of organizing the event, having the event, and then you know, have fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's from those after parties that I have the fondest memories. It's just. And not just because of the drinking or whatever. It's just <laughs> uh, although the, the the very first one has a has an interesting story I could share at some point, I guess. But uh, <laughs> for those listening, uh, yes, I'm referring to the WooCommerce shots. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the the whole atmosphere of of being in the same room with like minded people. Uh, And it's weird. I always found that an interesting thing uh, to be very specific about the WordPress community because I've been in other open source communities before, Joomla being one. Uh, The WordPress community, for some odd reason, the vast majority of people enjoying to work with WordPress turn out to be people I enjoy to be with, Mm. which is a weird thing to say. Like, how does the prevalence for a piece of software end up? with this with a similar type group of people to interact with that's a that's an odd thing in my head like
1: I think we want to interact with the other people in the community and that's the thing that is the joint yeah, I, I, I can answer
2: parts yeah. of that question just, but the coincidence of the whole is so large that it's just beyond uh, the rationale of the separate things I can uh, I can answer it's I've always found that in, in, incredibly um, interesting, and that, and that especially occurred to me, because I, uh, so uh, the first work camp I went to was the one I organized or co-organized co- in the Netherlands, work camp Netherlands, 2009. Mm-hmm. And from there, I went pretty much uh, anywhere where they wanted me, they would have me. Uh, so from Spain to Norway to uh, Scotland, uh, you know, all of those different locations. Um, And the funny thing is I kept seeing the same pattern happen again. Wherever I went, same type of crew, same type of people, same enjoyable type of people. I'm like, how does this happen? This is is interesting.
3: It's because the people who attend WordCamps and are part of contributing to the community are just a subset. Of all the people using WordPress.
2: Oh, absolutely. But yeah. it, it's still because I've, I've been to Magento meetings. I've been to Joomla meetings. And they, it, it's not that they were bad. It's just there's no vibe like that.
3: Yeah. It's an, inter- it's an interesting phenomenon for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, one day, let's 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 all just cross every finger, every toe that we've got, and um and hope that the situation which is preventing us from doing this is going to go away. And we'll but be
3: it's not all bad, though. You know that's why we have. So, I mean, if I can transition into Wordfest for a second,
0: please, because I was going to try and do that. I failed, so uh, <laughs> let me put it on the screen quickly. <laughs> Here we go.
3: So Wordfest is, you know, it's part of Big Orange Heart. And Big Orange Heart is about reducing the isolation that happens because we're remote workers. And this last year, we're all remote workers for the most part, right? And so having online events like this actually have made our community even more tight knit. We miss being in person, but we have opportunities to learn and to meet other people this year, this past year and a half. I've suffered the same as we all have. I want to have coffee with you. I want to shake your hand. I want to give hugs to huggers. I want to do all those things. But I've also grown my network exponentially because I'm meeting people online that I might not have otherwise by doing things like being able to speak at WordCamp India. I never would be able to travel to India otherwise. Um, You know, It's financially a burden. Um, I don't move well. So being able to walk through uh, a country where that's important, you know, those things would would have been cut off to me, but I've been able to really grow my network because I'm constantly meeting with people online that I might not have otherwise. And so although I think I think we need to have both, right? So WordFest, I think, is something that does that really nicely for us. It's a 24 hour celebration. It isn't like you know a WordCamp Rochester where we have it, it you know, for seven hours in the Rochester time zone. It's a 24 hour event. That literally spans the globe, time-wise, where we try to get speakers within those different continents to be able to present in their own time zone, in their own time frame, and so um, it's just a, it's an interesting take on what is kind of like a word camp, but not an official word camp, of course. Um, It is a fundraiser for Big Orange Heart because absolutely we need to continue to grow our funds to be able to provide the services and the um, areas that we do for remote workers. Uh, But it's also just a heck of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And this iteration of it, we've built in um, even more things that we didn't have the first time because of time constraints. So i'll stop talking y'all can give me your
0: pictures. no 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 that was that was a really <laughs> nice description of it it's happening um 23rd of july so your yes. work europe happening first and then word and the page that i've got on at the moment is all about the fact that uh, as with all these events if it if it's going to run smoothly then they require some additional help in this case um they're looking for volunteers so if you're curious about this one day in time, this 24-hour period running around the globe. And if you feel that you've got something to offer, that's what this page is about. There's actually a whole – it's quite refreshing. I don't see it on this page, but I do remember seeing it when I clicked through. They're looking for a whole phalanx of different skill sets. So they're not just after – you know. they would like people who are good with AV, and they'd like people who are good at – anyway go and click on the link and you can see there's there's five or six different categories where it's you in might It's
3: yeah. it the form itself it's the form itself we asked Was that?
0: it was it that button there the register now does I it explain don't... it there okay let me I just go so. to that I'm looking on oh, there, there we so they're like looking for the MCs so people to speak in the same way that I'm doing right now on the screen green room monitors people who are willing to do the tech of the video but don't want to be on the screen themselves, they can get people in and make sure that the video is played at the right time. Chat moderators, graphic designers, community moderators, comms, operations, AV producers. go oh, wow. Wow. So well organized. Uh, the URL for that is wordfest.live forward slash call dash for dash volunteers. Call for volunteers. Mm-hmm. And you can go and get yourself signed up. Um, we're running out of time quickly and I know we've got a couple of things. One of them actually, again, totally, um, well, it, it wasn't organized this way. We've talked last week, Michelle, about the, the GiveWP, um, acquisition. I don't know yeah. if you wanted to spend five minutes telling us about that because we didn't actually have you on last week when yeah. the news broke.
3: So I was I just I put it on the list because I just I get a lot of personal questions. People have been DMing me saying, Are you okay? Is this a good thing? And and it is. It's a very good thing. Uh GiveWP continues to operate the way we always have. We have the same team that we've always had. We we have the same developers, we have the same customer success, the same support tech, and we continue to do everything the way that we have before. So I have a different boss now. I report directly to Matt Cromwell now. Still somebody I've been you know working with for the last three and a half years um in GiveWP. the only difference is we have an umbrella company now that we have a bigger network to work from um, i i no longer would have to pay chris lemma for his <laughs> advice for example because he's in our company you know and i have i'm just a, a bigger network in slack i have a bigger network um that i can talk to people in customer success in the other plugins so i'm working i've been able to talk to people with the events calendar for example and um, in, and in, uh, and in in our uh, you know Liquid Web and in Cadence Blocks and all those kinds of different things that um, that are now part of the company I belong to. So, and we have standardized healthcare. You know that I haven't had. I've had to pay for. You know, I had a side bend before to find and pay for my own healthcare, which was a blessing. But having standardized healthcare now with eye and dental and everything else is also even better than I have had for a while. So. Um, so for anybody that really is wondering, you know, they're not paying me to say this, but I really do. Um, I'm really excited about where we're going and how things are working, how we still have autonomy as a company within the company, but how we have uh, even greater access to resources.
0: I was one of the pe- people that pestered you. And yeah. um, and I can absolutely say that you were over the moon. We won't dwell on what was in that conversation but it was it was all one way wasn't it you were really 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 yes. really pleased about the way it gone and, and, uh, and
3: to you and everybody else who reached out I really do appreciate that everybody was concerned about me in particular um mm-hmm. I re- appreciate that so much and just want to you know affirm to everybody that I'm really happy and things are going very well
0: yeah um so congratulations Thank you, that's, that, I'm so pleased for you genuinely you. that's really really nice Thanks. um We've only got 10 minutes left. So do you mind, Paul, if we cut to this flock story or do you want to do something different? Yeah, yeah. Should we go straight to the flock one? Yeah. I will just say that over the last week, I'll just say it just that that's just to say it. The um, post status. That was one of the ones that we're just quickly going to drop. Post status has been acquired. Uh, Brian crossguard has moved away. He's dropped his 50% share and he's given it all to Corey Miller. And we were going to talk about that, but I feel that time, time's got the better of us. So we'll go to this one. This is a plug-in from Jeff star. I really like Jeff star. It's, um perishable press and um yeah oh google come on the um google have got this new flock technology the federated something of cohorts i can't remember what l stands for but it's something beginning with l yeah the federated learning of cohorts and we talked about this the past we talked about it when tim nash was on a few weeks ago and um And a lot of people are slightly concerned about it. The idea is that you will be put into a cohort for a period of time, something around two weeks, and you will be lumped. The idea is it's a pushback against target is advertising the idea that nobody really likes that everybody literally everybody thinks that's creepy so google's solution for this is to invent cohorts and they put you into this silo and for this two-week period you are cohort 137294 whatever that you know whatever your number is and it means that you have this attribute this attribute this attribute if over if another two-week period you start to look for a different product range or you're suddenly looking to go on holiday you go into another cohort and they push adverts at you what could possibly go wrong? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, people in the open source community are, I think, rightly aghast that the the sole arbiter of this technology by the looks of it will be Google. So people like uh, Jeff Starr have built um, a, a single line of code, basically, just to just to disable this on websites, to, to disallow this from being possible. Uh, if you don't want to be part of this... Stuff stop, stop using chrome uh was was one of his pieces of advice. Stop using Chrome what was it? What was the other one um or use a Chrome extension that disables flock anyway the um it just it, it it would seem that people this week are getting more and more cross with Google and I saw a piece, and I can't even remember I meant to put it in the show notes, but I saw a piece this piece this week. Who was it? It was somebody on Twitter with about 15 different, you know, those things, those stories in Twitter saying that even Google say it's basically impossible for them not to track you.
2: You have to. Was it you? I shared that one. Yeah. Was it
0: you? Oh, whoa, that's great. Um, You know, you've got to try really, 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 really hard. And even then they'll still be able to track
2: (laughs) you. So that, was, that was particularly on, uh, on the Google Maps thing. Yeah, uh, the map side,
0: right? Location built, data, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: being built in. And then uh, very privacy-minded people at Google, uh, A, didn't know uh, they were still being tracked. B, didn't even know how to have them not be tracked from their own company.
0: I'm so glad it was you, though. That's such a great coincidence. But yeah. just the idea that Google employees, you know, people really steeped in this, can't figure out how to switch off location based tracking. It's, and yeah. it's just slightly concerning. So I think initiatives like Jeff Star's Perishable Press plugin to just switch that off, I don't wish to be a part of it. I mean, I don't you know whatever i don't mind being put in a cohort but it just i don't want google to have all of that data. the,
1: the plugin will help you advocate for your website visitors That's right yep. yep. You yep. personally yeah which which is going to be a tricky one for anyone who has an e-commerce store and wants to do retargeted marketing with google they'll be kind of oh what do we what do we do here i mean it's i think uh, back to jeff star uh thank you jeff star for another awesome plugin he seems to be um, an expert in creating plugins that stop things. Yeah. yeah he's, got, he's got an interesting
2: niche. I remember him from yeah. way back when. Uh, he would do anything WordPress, but um, for the last 10 years, I would say he's really good at turning stuff off. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: He's, he's got a great He's got product. a plugin
1: that completely turns off Gutenberg. Yep. Um, and it's, it's got a quite funny uh, byline on the plugin. It's like, and it won't be, Stopped when class, you know, classic press or whatever it's called. Classic editor uh, turns off this one. This plugin will last forever. You can turn off Gutenberg forever <laughs> with this plugin. But you know, some of us are using that plugin. If we're not using Gutenberg on a site and we're interested in performance and we want to, you know, get rid of any of the bloat that the block editor is going to force upon the front end of our site that we're not using. Then that's a fantastic plugin to use. And then elsewhere, he's created all sorts of plugins to to stop bots or malware or these kind of things. So it seems that he's really on the on the ball when it comes to knowing what WordPress users yeah, don't he's like, want.
0: He's like the Cory Doctorow of WordPress, isn't he? He's the sort <laughs> of guy. so. But
2: has the decision to include that yes/no into core has that been decided? Because there was
0: there, a that was there was an open that somebody opened a ticket about that didn't they about yeah. a week ago and I don't know where that went I haven't followed that up but I'd be curious to know because it feels like the direction of travel would be off but I I could be completely wrong about that I, I because so. like you, you know WooCommerce sites like Paul said you, you, oh it's such a difficult one <laughs> what do you do
2: so WooCommerce can do whatever WooCommerce wants mm. WordPress I think. And this is what I, uh, when I uh, in the introduction said with uh, with forty plus percent market share on the CMS, with eighteen plus years of experience, this is where voting starts to come in. And then there's people arguing, no, though it should be political and whatever. Privacy is not political. Period. Privacy is privacy. So I think we should. Uh, I think we should include it. This is one of those things where we need to take a positive stance in. Uh, just not having that tracking sort of stuff go on, because if we if we look at the state of the web, and uh, if we were to conclude like a top five things that are inherently wrong with it, I'd say um, tracking is very very high on that list.
0: Tracking's one to five. In fact, I'd say Probably. it's all. I,
2: I wasn't going to go that far, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Do you know what's interesting, though, is that, you know, if we're at 41% of the web, if that was the default, would you, I mean, if if you're Google and you figure out that 40% of the web is not, all right, it, 40%, who knows how much traffic those 40% of the websites drive, but
2: you've well, got it, to think that's a pretty big, big vote. Yeah.
0: It's 40% of the top, what is
2: it, 10,000 sites? It's,
0: yeah. I thought it was a bit more than that. But anyway, well, whatever the point it is, is it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you've got to feel that Google—you w- couldn't ignore that message, right? No. And it—it it puts WordPress in an interesting position of leveraging. You know, so, it it can speak to power. So I think. With that, decisions like that.
2: Yeah, I think the politics is here. Is Google is also one of the larger sponsors for WordCamp US and WordCamp Europe? Yeah.
1: Uh, I was going to mention that as well. Yeah, there's no. there's conspiracy theories to be had there, aren't there? That Ooh, if you can take we, can we <laughs> money from oh. the.
2: What the, was the what, what is he uh, saying? Uh, follow the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, well. I'm not implying anything, but it's an interesting uh, construct uh, uh, to keep in mind. As these things, uh, from the outside looking in, don't relate to each other, but they do. There is a connection.
1: Yeah, uh, you would say it's obvious that it should be something like a piece of open source software should have that blocked by default and having the website owner having to make a moral decision for their users via a plugin probably to turn flock on mm-hmm. and and if and if there's like a feeling of guilt associated with that let's say you make 40 websites a year and then you it's it's easier to sort of say I didn't turn it off than it is to say I turned it on and I wanted people to be tracked So I think um, it should be blocked. And I think WordPress should make a stance on that. I think some other CMSs have made a stance on that. Um, But yeah, Google does um, give a lot of money to to WordPress via different sources. And I remember it was maybe two years ago, even on this show, that we were talking about how Google was very involved in one of the big events. And it'd be easy to say, oh, it's just a coincidence that just kind of... But, you know... It's right, you follow the money and where there is huge amounts of money and world influence happening, people will do anything to to get what they need no. to make the billions or trillions of dollars that are needed. So I think that um, if WordPress is true to what it's supposed to be about democratizing publishing and all this kind of thing, then it should be off. We shouldn't have something... That allows people to be put in cohorts without knowing. When we knew we could stop it, can I encourage, can I
0: encourage anybody who's you know got anything to say on this topic? Please uh, log into Facebook and make a comment over on Facebook, or log into Google. and <laughs> Make can comment over on, on the YouTube channel. We
1: And briefly visit WPBuilds.com. That's click right. around a couple of the pages. Of
0: the supreme irony. Yeah. Here we are taking comments <laughs> about all this stuff. And we're tracking, tracking, so much tracking. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I don't know if you saw that comment, comment. I don't know who made that particular comment though, uh, Remkus, but somebody did in yeah. the Facebook group. Well, privacy is not yeah. political, period. Privacy is privacy. Well put there. Obviously, like your sentiment there. And uh, I agree. Michelle, we are so close to being over time. Would you like to add anything to that before we round up?
3: I just I think that we have become an opt out society and we need to become an opt in society.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Here, here.
0: Wow, Michelle just nails it with one sentence. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, my feeling on all of that, just to just to ex- one more minute, um, is that we didn't know this was going to happen. We just didn't see this stuff coming. The technology just uh, I
2: was. I think we did.
0: Oh, think okay, we did. right. Well, I'm not going to argue with you because you lift weights. at I'll just. It's just, just...
2: But I, 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 I am. I am a people man. I do not hurt other people. <laughs> unless they
0: uh well unless they disagree with me i was gonna say unless they really need it but you know i I thought i thought nathan was gonna say
3: you lift weights and this is a heavy subject
0: yeah i I, I, I didn't hear that what did michelle say
1: wow that was great she said i thought you were gonna say i lift weights and this is a heavy subject (gasps) oh Michelle, nice. one-liner for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I got to change the, the, the name. The name of the name of the episode
0: is is going to be different now. I'm sticking with you, hoard, you hoarded stickers. We have, as always, I've enjoyed this very very much. Um, thank you to Paul, obviously, who's the co-host. Um, obviously, you know, we'll be back next week doing it again. But um, first time Remkus, I hope that you enjoyed it and uh, yeah. love to have you back.
2: Thanks for having me, and I'd love to be back.
0: Yeah, I'll send you a link when the show's over. And Michelle, as always, I realised Michelle's, it's a public holiday, just like it is in the UK. So, extraordinary thanks for making the effort to come in early morning on your public holiday. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. I'm just looking to see if there's any final comments. There isn't. So, we have this awkward moment where we have to wave. Everybody's got to
2: wave while I click and say, bye-bye, see you next week. Bye.